Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Fellas, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every banner. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it's a football Friday. Ah, oh, it's exciting. 718-664-9098. We're all over social media. Ray, we had some Thursday night football, second week in a row. But was it really start. football? Well, you know, that's one of the questions that I was going to, was going to kind of, back, you know, hit back to you. I felt like it was still tennis. But um, what it did do for both teams who, you know, next week play the Patriots and Packers, it was sort of like a survival of the, you know, fittest. But the, the Sean Watson on his birthday got the win. Him, J.J. Watt, the only person that showed up for the Bengals was Geno Atkins. But I want to ask you. Is well, it you know, time... Ken Zampezi just got fired. Yes, and they moved to the new O.C. But, Ray, is it time for Andy Dalton to sit and maybe give A.J. McCarron a chance? And oh. is it time is it time for your guy that you've been calling for for the last six years, Marvin Lewis, for this to be his last season? Because you know Mike Brown won't fire him in the middle of the season. Is this his last season? And should Andy no, get the chance? Uh, I believe it is Marvin Lewis's last season. And I'm not saying he's not a good coach, and I'm not saying he shouldn't get a job the day after he gets fired. But what I this am saying one. is that it's too long. It's too long. We, we've seen, especially in this sport, that your message just stops resonating after a certain point. And remember, he was the star defensive coordinator of those Ravens teams yeah. and then was a very solid head coach, had some good years, had some bad years, but really gave stability to a franchise that was terrible except for two Super Bowl appearances, right, 81 and 89. He helped get a but, lot of coordinators head coaching jobs, three different coordinators. Yep. The Marvin Lewis tree, you could argue he's got some folks <laughs> on that tree, but it's time. It's time to move on. Uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is still a legit starting quarterback, especially better than A.J. McCarron, but they have to shake this up. They have to shake this up. Cleveland's 0-2. Cincinnati, sorry, is 0-2, and they, they have and the play calling was the It was really bad play calling, Ray. It was. They looked horrible. They looked horrible. So, yes, they need to, they need to do some major shakeups in Cincinnati. Did the Texans get their man, though, because I feel like it's finally, you know, clear waters. Deshaun Watson era has begun. He's such a winner. So close. He is, and Looks he like is time. their man when Tom Savage is the other man. Yep. But I'm not sure that he's going to be special. But you know what? That's okay. Houston's defense is special. So all you need to do is be a leader and help get the team over the hump. Look, I'm not making this comparison, but Tim Tebow was able to get his Denver Broncos into the playoffs and beat your Steelers. Now, Deshaun Watson is a better player than Tim Tebow. No, no, but Deshaun Watson is a better player than Tim Tebow. But my point is, when you've got a defense that's that good, all you got to do is manage the game and make a few plays with your legs, and you'll be fine. You could win that division. He will grow into it, and you know what he has? 
He's got the clutch gene, and he is just a born winner. And I think the Texans know that they've got their guy. So let's go to NFL Week 2, Ray. We'll give our fantasy studs in the big, big five games. We have the Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored by four and a half. No Eric Berry. We know that. But it's like a bye week. They have the 10 days to prepare. I'll stab at it first. Um, I think bye weeks, Andy Reid is like 11-0. and 0, And I think he does know Doug Peterson. I think that there's no way that the young sophomore quarterback goes into the home opener after a great win and beats Kansas City. I'm going to take the Chiefs 26-20. And I think this week we get Travis Kelsey going off. Smith and Hunt play well, you know, Tariq Hill decent, but it's going to be Travis Kelsey's game, and I like the Chiefs. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say the Eagles, who had a great start last year, go into Kansas City, one of the tougher places to play in the NFL, and they shut down Kareem Hunt. Tyreek Hill maybe gets a play or two, but at the end of the day, Alex Smith is not going to throw for four touchdowns and 322 again. So the Eagles – We'll put up some points, and Carson Wentz will distribute the rock, and you'll get a little bit of Darren Sproles, and you'll get a lot of Ag, uh, um, of um, well, Aguilar too, but, but I'm saying Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz. I think that the Eagles have too much firepower. And with, with Eric Berry out, yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to go in there and impose their will offensively on a on a. You know, I would say a very good Chiefs defense without Barry, but just a good Chiefs defense with him. And if that front four gets neutralized, the Eagles are going to put up some points, and I'm not sure the Chiefs can. So I'm actually mm-hmm. going with the Eagles, 30-23. Wow, real rock from the rock. Well, we go to – this is the weekend of rematches. We go to, what, 1975 Super Bowl, was it nine? The Steelers against the Vikings. Pittsburgh at home, six-and-a-half-point favorite. What's interesting is out of nowhere, an MRI for Sam Bradford and his leg, the knee, the one that he tore up years ago, they're saying he's he's okay, he'll play, but they're watching it. Well, listen, I think week two of Lev Bell and Martavius Bryant being, you know, acclimated to the system, the Steelers' defense falling more into place, maybe a little Vance McDonald sighting, I think Minnesota is going to realize the Steelers are not the Saints, and the Saints are pretty terrible, unfortunately. I think the Steelers win and cover at home 27-20. Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, you know you're a homer, and you go with the Steelers, but I believe your analysis here is sound. They play better I don't at think home. the Vikings, they do play better at home, and it's really become clear to me that Sam Bradford – needs time. I mean, he's always needed time, right? He's, he's tremendously accurate and he's a, he's a very good quarterback when the conditions are perfect. So if the Steelers can make the conditions less than perfect, then you can shake him up. And, you know, the rookie had a great game, a couple big runs, but I think the Steelers are going to contain Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs won't break out like he did. So all the things that went well for the Vikings last week, I don't think they're there this week, and I think the Steelers win. I think the Steelers actually win pretty big. I'll say uh, 30 to 20. Yeah. 
And Lev Bell's my fantasy stud. Touchdown, 90 yards, five receptions. The Dolphins are on the clock, and they actually have a game. They've been in L.A. for a week. Um, Chargers favored by three and a half. This is a hard one to pick. But I think the Dolphins are itching. You know, I want to think the Chargers at StubHub, they'll get hyped up, and hopefully they can sell out 30000 Because goodness gracious if they can't. But at the end of the day, Jake Cutler and Adam Gase go to the West Coast, and they go there for a W. The Chargers start off 0-2. I'm going to say Jake Ajayi gets, gets to running. But more importantly, Jarvis Landry is going to eat. And nine receptions, touchdown, 95 yards. 24-20, Dolphins beat the L.A. Chargers. Phillip Rivers 0-2, Ray. I think the Chargers are best bad team in the league. So <laughs> they're one of those teams that can actually do some things. And they're scary because Phillip Rivers can put up points, and when Phillip Rivers is in a groove, they always have a chance. And Melly Mel Gordon, if he can stay healthy, I think he'll elevate himself. Uh, I like the Gates and Henry in the uh, in the tight end position. You know, Keenan Allen, it feels like he's not quite back to where he was about a year and a half ago when he was just catching everything. But he'll get there, and I think that they'll get their groove on. And, and the Dolphins, by virtue of having another, you know, bye week, essentially week one bye week, they're probably a little rusty. So I think the Chargers, I like the Chargers at home in the weirdest home field in Carson, <laughs> California. Uh, it's like playing in a very big high school stadium. But arena I do think football. the Chargers will, will find some kind of yeah, outdoor arena football, right? Uh, the Chargers will find some kind of groove, and I think that uh, they'll put up just enough points to beat the Dolphins. So I'll say 27-23 Chargers. And my fantasy stud, Melvin Gordon. Melly Mel. Should be an entertaining game. The Dallas Cowboys against the Broncos 1977 Super Bowl matchup. Um, this is fascinating. There's no Randy White or Harvey Martin. But I will say this, Cowboys look a little bit better than people think, but then so did Trevor Simeon. Um, they're favored by one and a half in Denver. I think this is a tall order. That offensive line is great, but I just think if the Broncos can run it and Simeon is looking pretty accurate, I think the Broncos edge them out in a pretty more of a defensive battle. So I'm going to take the Broncos, your boy uh, McManus at the end, 23-20, giving you that field goal, and I'll say the fantasy stud is going to be um, Bebe, Demarius Thomas. I think Cowboys secondary is not ready for him. He gives you eight grabs and a touchdown. Broncos win. That's a tough one. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Von Miller's I tough. I think at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, though, the Cowboys are more easily able to impose their will offensively. And I think that will come down and be the deal breaker. So the Cowboys have an offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott that the Broncos could hold in check for three quarters. But I think that in the fourth quarter, the Broncos aren't great against the run. Um, they're obviously better against the pass, and they've got that great secondary in those corners and the pass rush. And 
you know, Vaughn Miller and everybody else. But I think at the end of the day, because the Broncos won't play from ahead and because the Broncos won't force the Cowboys out of their game, the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball. They'll run the ball 30 times. They'll get the secondary uh, a little loose. They'll get, you know, coming up to help a little bit. They might be able to go over the top once or twice to Des Bryant. And I think at the end of the day, in a close game, I like the Cowboys in the fourth quarter because they can run. They can three yards in a cloud of dust. And I think that Dak Prescott doesn't make many mistakes. So I'm going with the Cowboys in a really close game, and I'll say Cowboys win 26-22. We got a shootout for Sunday Night Football, another rematch from last year's NFC Championship. This time, Green Bay shows up with a defense and a healthy secondary. But I think the Falcons show up with the fastest linebackers in the NFL. The Mercedes Dome is opening up. They might even have it open for the first time in years, open game in Atlanta. And the Falcons are favored by two and a half. I don't think they're going to cover, though. And this is going to be a shootout. I say the Falcons win 31-30, and Matt Bryant is the one that gets the victory for them. And my fantasy stud is going to be Devontae Freeman. Touchdown, five receptions, 80 yards rushing, the whole nine Falcons win. You know what? I'm going to say the Packers win. The Packers played this game as the NFC Championship game, but they were totally banged up last year. If the Packers can figure out a way to eke out about 80 yards on the ground, I think that Aaron Rodgers will find a way. Now, the Falcons have the better roster, and the Falcons' defense is much improved, and and they can put some pressure on the quarterback. But at the end of the day, I think they're still a little bit in, in a in a fog, in a daze, in a, you know, can we play from ahead? We don't quite know what it's like to be the hunted they looked terrible in Chicago last week. They should have lost. And for some reason, I think they're just wobbly. Now, the Packers were in a slugfest against the Seahawks last week. Didn't look great themselves, but at least defensively were on point, and I think they'll give Matty Ice some problems. Uh, I do think it'll be, it'll be high scoring, but it won't be a complete runaway barn buster. So I like the Packers, though. 30 to 28. Well, Saturdays, we, you know, the storms put Miami and Florida State off. We only have two games, and then, of course, the 11-year rematch in the waiting of USC-Texas, which shouldn't be close, but we'll see. I don't like Dormady for Tennessee yet, and I'm not in love with Malik Zaire if he's going to get the start for Florida, but Florida does always have defense. And their players, their best wide receiver, and the 10 suspended guys are back. I think at the end of the day, Tennessee can, can keep it close. But I'm going to take the Gators at home for the SEC battle, 24-23, taking care of Tennessee. Go Gators. Uh, this game is like <laughs> it's rough. The, the, it's a rough game because they're both ranked, but realistically, Barely. I don't Barely, and I don't think either of these teams are going to be uh, in the top 25 at the end of the season. So it's a tough game, right? This is a game that is typically, you know, this is like the big matchup there in, uh, you know, in Orlando. Right? 
What's that? The SEC East, right? They used to, what they call this, the, like the, the the cocktail party. This is like the the big old cocktail party there. Um, I, you know, I'm going to say Florida only because I just feel as if they're coming off a loss to Michigan. They didn't look good. They're going to yeah. get fired up. The team is going to rally. I think Tennessee is a little bit overrated, the 2-0, and but really haven't, haven't really played anybody. So, to me, Florida looks like, I don't know, your boy Malik Zaire, can he hold on to his job? Is he going to is he going to hand the ball off to Thompson and and pray? <laughs> and hey, look, they've underachieved, but I I just feel like their defense they're going to lock down Tennessee and they'll figure out a way to win a close game and I'll say something like 20 to 17. Well, number 3 against 14 is the big matchup of this week, number 3 for college football, not too many great games at all. But Kelly Bryant, not Kobe, is the new stud in uh, Clemson and the defending champs. Uh, you know, the kid is proven to have some talent. He can pass. Um, he can run. But he's going up against somebody that can run better. And right now, 68% in the pocket, 64% passing rating. Lamar Jackson is starting to become an actual quarterback, Ray, and that's deadly. They're at home, but I don't love their defense. And Clemson offensive and defensive line is so legit. I think Lamar Jackson definitely, you know, checks the box for the Heisman, close to 300 passing, probably close to 100 rushing. And I think Kelly Bryant, instead of Deshaun Watson, winds up up pulling out the victory, throwing to McLeod and Renfro. And the Clemson Tigers keep it going, go to Louisville and solidify their top three ranking and win 33-30 over Jackson and Louisville. You know what? I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to say that because the game is in Louisville – Lamar Jackson's time to step on somebody's throat, get back into that Heisman Trophy race that he was leading for six or seven weeks last uh, last year. He'll find a way to spread the ball, get it out to his junior receiver, Jalen Smith, get the running game going basically with him, and just get into a shootout, get into an old-fashioned shootout. And at the end of the day, the Clemson quarterback is still a freshman. So, I'm sorry, he's a, he's a junior, Kelly Bryant, but he's a freshman in terms of his experience, right? When, when you're playing behind Deshaun Watson, you're not getting any love, right? You're getting no reps. You're getting no love. So, essentially, you're like a redshirt freshman walking around. Yeah, but he's a junior. He's a little bit more, you know, older, mature than, than, than a real redshirt freshman, but I'm still going with Lamar Jackson at home in a shootout. I think this game will be the la- the team that scores last, and I think that's going to be Louisville. So I have Louisville winning 35-31 on a last-second touchdown. Now, in that final rematch of USC-Texas that, you know, Texas is oh, not ranked. God. I tell you, Herman's going like- to be in trouble. Because, Ray, Ronald Jones and Sam Darnold are going to go off on Texas. It's in USC in the Coliseum. I think USC wins big. I'm going to say 34-20 over Texas, and Herman is going to really hear the boo birds down there in uh, Longhorn country. Yeah, to start off one and two, 
I got to agree. I mean, I think up and down the roster, SC is better. Um, the ability to impose your will with Burnett and Jones and, and obviously the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, it's it's nice when your Heisman Trophy winner throws – or your Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, candidate and leader going into the season throws for uh, 350 yards and four touchdowns and still has a subpar game, right? The standards are very mm-hmm. high for Darnold. But I think they're just too much. I think SC is too much. The games at home, there was that whole controversy about SC and and games getting wiped off the you know wiped <laughs> off the slate and and who's really undefeated against each other and are they four and zero and what about the Vince Vince uh, Young National Championship game? So anyway, Vince Young and Reggie Bush, Matt Liner. Yeah, Reggie Bush and Liner and. and Ray One of the greatest Lula. games we've ever seen in college football, easily, right? It might it be the great. greatest game, and that might be the best performance that Vince Young had ever, or anybody's had, or like 400 oh, yeah. yards passing, 200 yards rushing. Ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I agree, USC's just a better team up and down, so I think they win pretty easily. I'll, I'll say also something like 35-24. Well, listen, everybody enjoy the, the sports weekend. You know, maybe uh, maybe the Jets will score a point against the Raiders. Who knows? You know. <laughs> well, they might. Wait, wait. Let might. me ask you, boxing. Who you got? Alvarez or Triple G? What you got? Who you got? Oh boy. Good fight. You know what? I might have to go with Triple G. So Gennady am I. Golovkin. I just think he's just nice on round. a roll. Yeah, nice he's, round, Triple G. Yeah, he's younger. He's got the. He's got the. He's got fewer fights under his belt. I don't know. I, I think I think this Did you see Alvarez one. though? He bulked up like too much, I think. You know, he's, No, he's I didn't too, even see that what in the way and he's uh, look too big. Yeah, he's looking yeah, he's looking like he's been uh, you know, doing some roids or just, you know, crazy stuff. Beefcake. Yeah, <laughs> he looks he looks big, so we'll see. It should it should be a real fight though. It's a, it's gonna be a good one. A lot of punching. Yeah, that that's a boxer's match, right? That that's a, that's like a fighter's fight. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we are out. Have a great sports week end, and uh, we'll see you on Lunes, Monday. Enjoy the game. I'll see you.